welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of uh, All Turns No Breaks with Tam Renee, and we got our good buddy Justin here. How you doing, brother? Great, man. Now, oh, man, supposed to ask me how you know, I'm doing first. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what, Tam? You're right. Let's back up. Tam, how you doing, love? I was doing okay <laughs> until you messed up the intro. So this is our fifth episode of 2019, and I swear, all five episodes, Renee has changed up the intro and it's thrown me off. So you know I'm going to take true. over and That's do what true. I do best because everybody okay. knows I love to talk. Go for it. Let's he do changes. It. He changes rules faster than NASCAR does. Yeah, I know. It's, that's right? right. Yeah, NASCAR rules are just rubbing off on me. That's that's what it is. If you guys were wondering if we sound a little bit different, guess what? We are live from the Auto Club. We're doing another live episode. I know you guys were thrown off when we did the live episode from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I know, but that was so much fun. It was, and then we had really Justin, and we have to get Rachel on. <laughs> for those that don't know Rachel, I think I've talked about this on the. Podcast. Podcast, but Rachel is my friend, and then she met the lovely Justin, and then they became one, and they married, and then Justin became my friend. Holy right Tam thinks I'm lovely. <laughs> no, so a quick story. Um, Rachel and I met on eHarmony back in 2017. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you guys met at the track. Well, well, that's how we met in person. Okay. But we first met technically on eHarmony, mm-hmm. and I wanted to call her and, you know, finally met your voice to... Right this face of pictures I had seen and stuff like that and I and the way I clicked with her right away was she had one of her profile pictures on eHarmony as her turned backwards I think Rob Street took the picture <laughs> and there's the pit road behind her and it's all like faded back there because it's all focused on her right and I can see Kyle Busch pulling out a pit road and Denny Hamlin on track and I message her and I'm like, oh, that's a cool shot of Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin trying to be all joking and stuff right, right, like, right. Uh, at Las Vegas. And she goes, how do you know that? So that's how we clicked right away. So anyway, I wanted to Oh, call that's, her. that's awesome. That's awesome that you guys right away just you knew you had something in common. That's oh, always nice. Oh, man. yeah, hands down. And so I, I tried calling her and she just wouldn't pick up. And she kept making excuse after excuse. So she got an opportunity to go shoot the Daytona 500. Yeah. Which uh, was the one Kurt Busch won. She had a blast, all that stuff. But this whole time, I'd never heard her voice. So you know how online dating goes. you got to be all cautious about I the catfish. Actually, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you've probably heard the stories of all the catfishers and stuff. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So I found out she's shooting at Vegas. So I just jump off the diving board and hope mm-hmm. there's water in the pool. And I go out to the Vegas race. And I spend about Wait, 800. Wait, so did you go to Las Vegas Motor Speedway to see Rachel? Or were you going to be there already? No, I was not going to be there already. And okay, so I so went primarily he went there specifically alert. to see her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she Wait, me. okay. Oh, my God. For you guys that don't know, we're doing a live episode, oh, and Rachel's walking up as Justin Speak is telling of the, the devil. story. So, of course, this is a little bit of a different we're... episode. And so that's how we met. Look, hey, look babe, up, how you doing? Ready, I'm going to kill you. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rachel has spoke, and she says she's going to kill Justin. Yes. Well, that was a good first year of marriage. Uh, yeah, I'll take that's, that. Uh, that's what marriage does, right? <laughs> so I've been to, married so to before. Finish up I the story, know. though, we met we met at Vegas, uh, and it really was a jump off the dive board, hope there's water in the pool kind of thing. And again, never never heard her voice on the phone, and saw her face for the first time ever on a Thursday night because I bought full weekend tickets, and this was the first time as a fan. 
Oh, wow. And um, the first night, we were out till about 2, 3 in the morning or so. And then the second night, we ate at a Cracker Barrel right by... Uh, so your first date was Cracker Barrel? Our like, first yeah. date was Cracker wow. Barrel. Is that okay? That's actually a good date. I, lo- I, I love, love the Cracker guys. Barrel. <laughs> Hold up. I love you guys to death, but that is so NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. This was in Las Vegas, right? This was in Vegas, yep. we don't yep. have Cracker Barrel. And, and her, I can't even pronounce it. And, and her dad, who's actually here right now. I was going to um, say, yeah. I chaperoned that first date. <laughs> and so, definitely this guy. Dude. I didn't know this guy, so. And, oh, so, yeah. and so, he didn't know me. Uh, we had just met. This is probably our second or third day together. And I'm very traditional, right? So, as Rachel's going off to the bathroom, I look her dad straight in the face and I go, Can I date your daughter? And oh, I thought you were no, going to say, Can you beat it? Because you're making this awkward. <laughs> And, and I, I'm traditional, so I ask him, and without hesitation, he just goes, hmm, okay. Well, I mean, you dropped $800. We're, you know, it's all good. Yes, he's, he's part of the family right off. Yeah, there you go. I forgot you guys are diehard Dodger fans. Well, because you guys have yet to invite me to a race, but that's okay. Well, I... In a game or a race? Or a game. You said race. You game. know what I meant. We're well, talking NASCAR, game. but I meant Dodger. Well, I'm a... I'm a next time we're going with our 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 fam but then the next time the next time we shall go together i have hookups with major league baseball Uh-oh. so you guys Uh-oh. you know you gotta bring me on you, you know, how come you have hookups with like everybody i know <laughs> she's like looking away from me now <laughs> like me and renee are like come on we want in on a game and then she's like looks away <laughs> hey what can I say? I feel like this table is a ride every time so, somebody okay, shifts so, and moves. So we're six minutes into the episode, and that's my whole uh, initial dating life. And then, so oh, we met. Okay, great. We met March 9th. I'll just finish up here. We met March 9th, 2017. We got engaged May 20th, 2017. And then we got married February 10th, 2018. So that way, every wow. year, our anniversary revolves around the Daytona 500. So it's a complete honor. Thank you, NASCAR. It's a, it's a true honor that the Daytona 500 is um, revolved around our our, uh, our anniversary. We right really on. appreciate Fantastic. that. That is a lovely story, that but I just story. will add this. When I first started, my first race was Indianapolis for the Brickyard 400 some umpteen years ago. And the first thing I saw was a woman celebrating her bridal shower at a race. And I thought this was the weirdest SHIT I had ever saw. <laughs> so I love you guys, but I don't want to see you guys. <laughs> no, no joke. Are you ready for this? We had tickets to the Daytona 500 in 2018 to go spend speed weeks for our, uh, our uh, honeymoon. Oh, honeymoon. Oh, my goodness. Me and Renee love NASCAR, but I think Renee loves partying way more, and I love traveling. Yeah, I, I so, do. But I don't <laughs> instead. Yeah, Hawaii, okay. You're, you're talking my language. You're talking my we, language. My, the CEO at my job, I've, I know him really well, so shout out to Rustin Kretz at Scorpion. Um, he gave me the shot yeah. for my first full-time job, and he's super generous, um, a good man, and he... Um, got us a wedding gift. He, he emailed awesome. me, he said, Hey, do you have a wedding registry? And I was like, yeah, but you know, Rachel's lived on her own. I've lived on my own. We already have a lot of stuff. So it's just kind of like marriage stuff, I guess. So whatever. Oh, well, right on. Wait, he um, paid for Hawaii. I'm just jumping he, to the story. And he paid That's my for, kind of boss. Is he hiring? Oh yeah. I was going to say, wow. Yeah. I <laughs> want to like, I want, I literally want a boss like that. that he, he was, was like, Hey, you guys want to go to Hawaii? Go for it. He was super generous. He, he paid for our entire trip to go out to Kauai for a whole week. So Aww. very nice. I've yeah. actually been to Kauai, and that is a beautiful, beautiful island. 
If any of you guys out there that are listening to this podcast, you've never been to Kauai, go to Kauai. It's Kauai or Hawaii? Kauai. Kauai. Oh. Kauai. I haven't been there. It is beautiful. But I've been every place. Scorpio? Yeah, she's well, never there. You go. She's already should be hired as Scorpion because that's what it's named off oh, of. Oh, the company. <laughs> okay, guys. So we are sitting outside the media center at the Auto Club Speedway. I was going to say the Auto Club 400. But I still remember it as California Speedway. I don't go that far back. <laughs> I guess to sum up, we are doing the intro of the show because this will be a live episode. And mm-hmm. we actually have to hit the track because we probably missed everything because we're just sitting outside and it's pretty quiet out here. Yeah. Justin and Renee want to share some thoughts about the intro or about drivers, the driver's meeting. meeting. And then we will come back and chat with you guys probably after stage one is complete and... Then, of course, we'll have Kenny chime in with his thoughts about the race and predictions towards the end. So, Renee and Kenny. No, I, Kenny's not even here. Hello. I got one of Kenny's friends We're missing here. Kenny. That's what it hey is. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Don Trey. I'm just watching them do their work. But um, I'm excited for the race and excited to watch these guys do, do some great work. Okay. Renee and Justin, tell us your thoughts about driver's intro. Oh, you know no, what? The driver's meeting, duh, I can't really say much because it was hotter than fish grease, so I had to exit the building. Yeah, you know, I jumped out the frying pan like a fish that's still alive. <laughs> I will say this, uh, and me and Justin touched on it uh, a little bit, but uh, one of the great things I love about uh, the driver's meeting, especially here in uh, Southern California at the uh, Auto Club uh, Speedway here, is that we get a lot of uh, celebrities that come out. And today we had Motley Crue, who are going to be the Grand Marshals yep. today. And, you know, to me, it's just so significant because I actually grew up listening to Motley Crue, like, my my entire teenage life, dude. I mean, like, I lived and breathed Motley Crue. I was a big headbanger back in the day. But to you see them, from, yeah. You went from heavy metal to... EDM, <laughs> some kind of Get way. Your life, right? I know, right? You know, and it's so weird to see them at this point now, you know, in their careers. And of course, they're older, but they, they could probably jam out just like they were still young. But the other thing that I liked about it, Justin, too, was when they they acknowledged the guy that was in, uh, was he a World War II? Yeah, the yeah. World War II uh, survivor. Oh, my God. That, so that wh- was amazing. That's so, what I love. So a 100-year-old man was in there, um, and he was honored because he was either the pilot or co-pilot of the very first aircraft that was shot down in World War II. And that's the cool part about NASCAR. I mentioned it to you. You don't really see that in a lot of sports uh, right now, but the one thing I really admire about NASCAR is they really don't forget about the soldiers who go out there and risk their lives to make yeah. sure this country stays as it is and we're not enslaved to some other country. And what's even even more awesome than that is that the guy like he wasn't even in a wheelchair. He stood no. up. He was walking on his own. The guy's still with it, man. That is absolutely impressive, man. And I love that. And it was it was so nice that everybody stood up in that driver's standing meeting ovation, yeah. and, a, and a huge standing ovation. I mean, for an extensive period of time, dude. That was very moving. That was very touching. It was good to see that today. So we are going to wrap this up and uh, we will come back after stage uh, one, two. Good. And then uh, we'll come back after stage one and do our little quick thoughts. And uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Bye bye. Hey guys, it's uh, Rene Garcia here from uh, All Turns No Breaks with my partner in crime, Tam, and our good buddy Justin here. We're at the post-race. We were going to get together and do uh, something in between the stages, but we got so caught up in doing it our own thing, so now we're just here at the end of the race. And uh, Tam, Justin, uh, you guys want to take turns in how it went? I mean, obviously Kyle Busch, I think we all picked Kyle Busch, really. Yeah, we picked Kyle Busch this race. 
I can't say it was incredible because I'm guilty of not watching every single lap of the race. One of the issues, and I don't want to say issues, but when we come to the race, we don't get an opportunity to actually enjoy the race that much. Unless you sit in the media center or unless you stand in the hot sun all day, it just doesn't work like that. In this particular race, it was hot as hell. We were sweating, as I said, like fish grease and sweating like a pig, a hog in a stable. I don't know. Whatever you want to imagine, that was happening. I had a good fortune of entertaining a guest at this race, and it was his first time at the race. So I spent a lot of my time introducing him to people and just taking him around. So I'm going to be honest. I wasn't quite committed to enjoying the race. And... That was that. Renee and I actually walked over to the fan zone. Well, we got a ride over to the fan right. area because we wanted to get some King Taco because that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and then we had to, to walk by. There, so yeah. it was great to see the fans out there. And I actually saw the first guy without his shirt on. And then it was like a trickle effect. It was like <laughs> then we saw five people without their shirts on. Lots of St. Patrick's Day stuff yep. going on. Without further ado, I guess we'll let Justin share his thoughts because Justin was on the track as well as in the media center. So he saw almost every lap. He saw more than we saw. What did you think of the race? Yeah, it was good. Okay. This was good racing because you got to see a lot of physical racing. You got to see that with uh, Stenhouse's spin, especially right there in the middle of the pack. You got to see a couple guys scrape up into the wall. That's not uncharacteristic of this track, but what a lot of people will focus on is how the speed radar at the end of uh, the front stretch only got up into the 180s. Before, we used to hit into the 200s, sometimes in the high 200s. So one of the questions I asked Ryan Blaney was, was this fun? And and I just wanted to pick pick the brain of an actual driver. You know, right. you're losing 20 miles an hour, 25 miles an hour to try to create smaller pack racing. We didn't see a lot of pack racing. From what I saw, it seemed like the cars were spread out a little bit. It does. It does seem that way. Um, but there was a comparison for lap 91 uh, out at Vegas between last year and this year. And you look at the field first through about 20th, and you will see those times much, much smaller okay. um, this year. So there, it, it, it's the, the two-mile ovals naturally do spread out because it is very high-speed momentum-driven versus the mile-and-a-halfs where you do have to lift a lot more uh, and, and use the brake a lot more aside from Atlanta. I'm going to be excited about the short track coming up because that's just going to be no aero aerodynamics, you know, involved. It's just straight 550 horsepower cars on a concrete short track, the oldest on our circuit. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I asked Blaney, and and he just looked at me and said, "Did you think it was fun?" I said, "I saw smaller, I saw smaller racing and and much more aggressive moves." And he said, "That's." That's what we want to achieve. And okay, so I think... I'm thinking he's being sarcastic when he throws the question back at you. <laughs> he he probably saying, was. He okay. probably was. He probably was. he's like, so what you be that way, huh? Well, yeah, well he's, all the he's not like I would expect that from a Denny Hamlin, yeah, but not from a Ryan Blaney. But again, maybe he wasn't being sarcastic, and you—it's how you perceived it. So, did you think he was being sarcastic? I, I, you know, I think there was a hint of sarcasm. But all the Penske guys have have answered me, and and all the media, not just me, but have answered us all back the same way. You know, did you think it was well, fun? No, I can't see Brad Kozlowski doing that. He did. Whoa! Yeah, I asked. <laughs> so I asked I Brad. I asked Brad at Vegas, or so, uh, I didn't ask Brad. Um, so, I think it was Jeff Gluck asked Brad at Vegas, and he says, "Is this fun?" 
Do you feel challenged? And um, I, I remember you telling me. About yeah, that. And, yeah, and Brad and Brad and, and, said. You said Brad was a little sarcastic. And he looked Jeff straight in the eyes and goes, <laughs> "Did you like it? Did you like it?" He okay. came with that with that little eyebrow lift yeah. too, like, "Did you like it?" So this is what I'm hearing from you and what happened in Vegas. They're tired of that question. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. But it begs the question. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast. Kenny addressed it. You, Justin, addressed it. The package, and we said we weren't going to talk about the package, but... But here it is. Here it is because it, it keeps coming up because it's supposed to be creating this dynamic racing, but is it really? And the drivers are probably tired of answering that question because it sounds like when you ask, was it fun? It's like, well, did you really like this package? So that's pretty much, I think, the way everyone's perceiving it. Again, what I saw... I didn't see every single lap, but what I saw was it was just spread out. We're at a speedway. We're in Fontana. We're not going to get true pack racing here, but I thought that it would be a little bit closer, if that makes sense, in terms of cars turning yeah. laps. And, and from what I saw towards the end, there were a bunch of cars that were two laps down, three laps down. But again, I didn't see every single thing, so I'm not sure. And just for our listeners, if you want to know what the rumble is in the background and everything that's driving past us, we have golf carts driving past. Right now, that sounds like a car that may be in the garage or perhaps... That, I, oh, yeah, they're coming off from a... Yeah, yeah post that's post-race inspection. They they do some testing with the motors, um, and I and I want to say that might be because in the rule book there's certain idle limitations. Uh, but yeah, that's just post-race inspection. But yeah, we're we're still live here at Auto Club Speedway. Yes, so. we are live. Here's a question: So Kyle Busch got his 200 win. Yes. What if he fails inspection? Ooh. Thoughts, Justin. You want to know my thoughts? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can I can only see it. I can. I'm looking at his face, and I can almost just. Well, I know what he's gonna his say. And Kurt was really proud of his brother. Yeah, he he, he mentioned that a few times in the uh, media bullpen. If Kyle Busch fails inspection, nobody's talked about it. That would be history upon history, pre- preventing history, because that will be the first time someone's failed post-race inspection and had uh, the win uh, completely uh, erased. Oh. And now second place, Joey Logano gets the win. Oh, would you make him back-to-back? But then the other part is that the media would still have another week to talk about 200 wins. When's he going to get it? Well, here's my thought on if he does, Phil. Because remember, he had a loose lug nut. Was that last race before um, us, or was uh, that Joy? One loose lug nut will not, yeah. is not, yeah. yeah. It won't, obviously it won't. Um, in X- encumbered. Like, yeah, in is. Xfinity there were, uh, I believe, two or three drivers that had a loose lug nut, and that's only a $10,000 fine. Okay, but yeah. let's just little... put it out there. <laughs> only $10,000. If he fails post-race inspection. To me, this is kind of like Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush won the Heisman, even though it was all this extra and they tried to take it away, you won it. Right. So to me, if, and I'm, I don't, actually, I don't even want to say that because I'm very much, if you know me, you know, I say whatever's on my mind and I shoot the S-H-I-T and sometimes I can talk S-H-I-T, <laughs> but 
on a day-to-day basis, like when I get in my car to leave from here, I'm probably going to listen to some Bob Proctor, some T. Harv Ecker, some Napoleon Hill, so Earl Nightingale. These are the things that I listen to. I try to keep it very positive. But on that note, going back to if he fails, to me, I don't care. He's still got the 200 wins. Yeah. And sometimes when you're always trying to reach a milestone, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's NASCAR or football or basketball. Whenever you're going to reach a milestone, sometimes it's hard to get that one stat or that one win. And it's just like, it's it's difficult. But but the fact that he came back and, and won this race, after winning the race last week and I knew he was we talked about it on the podcast and I was like you know I think he's just going to ride the momentum I think he's going to he's running hot right now and nothing could prevent him from winning this 200th other than post-races well, I actually I, thought he was going to win the Xfinity race <laughs> however that didn't play out the way I thought it was but I feel like it's better that he won the cup race as opposed to getting his 200 win in the Xfinity race but that's just my thoughts yeah no it would have been much more special for him to win the cup race I feel um but here I'll throw another loophole into it so you know the 200 wins for for those of you who don't follow NASCAR as much there's three major national touring series the Gander Outdoor Truck Series the Xfinity Series, and the Monster Energy Cup Series. So the 200 wins are in a total of the combination of all three of those series. And the wins that Richard Petty has, which is the main comparison here, is in the what used to be called the Grand National and then Winston Cup Series back when Richard was racing. But if you want to count in minor leagues of NASCAR back in the day... There used to be a convertible series in NASCAR back in the day, and yep. Richard Petty has one win in the NASCAR convertible series. <laughs> of course he would. So we're not really done yet. <laughs> well, I think that Kyle Busch, Thanks for a nice loophole. <laughs> he's not my pick to win the championship this year, but I do think he's going to rattle off a few more wins before oh, before we hit Homestead. I think there's still a lot of variables because, sure, Kyle Busch has started off strong, but we saw Kevin Harvick start off strong last year, yeah, and then he wasn't heard of after the next few months. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much... He hasn't been heard of this year either. And right now, he hasn't been heard of. And, and we talked... Uh, uh, me and Justin talked about that earlier. Like, Kevin Harvey could just, like... I don't know. He was just... He was like a disappointment, like, last week. Right? He was just like... Well, I thought he was just going to have a better race than, than what he did. And, but. and then you're looking at all of the uh, Stuart Haas guys all together. And Al Marola led some laps today. Eric Amarola had a really good day today, I thought. You have Austin Dillon, who uh, didn't make it to the media bullpen because he had that illness yesterday, but he still had a top 10 finish. That's his first lead lap finish of the year, by the way. But all of the uh, all of the Richard Childress guys have strong qualifying runs, just for some reason don't have that same production in the race. Yeah. But then here's the other part. Kurt Busch is the only Chevrolet right now that's constantly finishing up front. Kurt Busch, brand new team. Ganassi, really the only strong car last year and of the past few years, really, has been Kyle Larson. Kurt Busch, brand new team, going back to Chevrolet, hasn't missed a beat at all. Okay, wow. you said a name that we have not talked about this entire year. It's California. Technically, Sonoma is his home track because I think that's closer to his home than Fontana. But... What is going on with Kyle Larson? We haven't talked about him at all. And he usually does strong here. In fact, I think it was Larson who had the best odds in Vegas to win today's race. And yeah, I don't know. Well, we can go on and on. We are going to have Kenny chime in because, as you know, we don't do a podcast, at least lately, without 
Kenny, Front Row Kenny. So we'll have Kenny chime in and let us know his thoughts on the Auto Club 400 and give us his predictions. Gentlemen and ladies, because I guess if I'm talking to myself and you guys, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who you guys have? It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Wait, we have a week off. Is it this week or the following week? Is it, when is, is it, Easter? Is it, is, it, is it next week that we're off? Wait, where are we going next? So I'll be... Martinsville, short track. Oh, yeah, short track. So, so wait, yeah, so, when so is Easter? Easter is a, a, April. So the, oh, Easter must be the 24th? No, Easter is in April. Isn't it Easter in April? I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to Martinsville. I take it one weekend at a time. If there's any Catholics out there listening, could you please tweet us when? Okay, Easter we're going is. to Martinsville and we're going to Texas. I'll right. be in Texas. Renee will be in Texas two weeks, but he won't be there for the race. He'll right. be in Houston. You're performing I'll be in at. Houston. I'm performing at the Houston Improv there, and then I go back a couple of weeks later and I'm doing the Dallas area. I'm doing the Hyenas Comedy Club in Dallas. So uh, I won't be there for the race, and I wish I was, but, but if I'll not, Tam definitely will be there. Yes. Okay, so we're in Martinsville. Not a fan of Martinsville. Really? That's my favorite track. You gotta know me to know what yeah. kind of tracks I like. I knew that would be her least favorite track well, she was gonna technically, say. Technically, because we've had this conversation, people say I'm yeah. not a true fan because I'm not really into road courses, but I guess my least favorite track probably would be Sonoma. That's your home track. No, this, this is technically my home track, but... Because you live closer here than there? Yeah, we, okay. live, we, live, we live here in L.A., so... Well, you guys don't live in L.A., you and Rachel. No, I mean, technically, no, not yeah. not, not by the zip code, but we are in Los Angeles County, right. so... Wait, that's Los Angeles County? Yep. Boy, Los Angeles is huge <laughs> for people who don't know. Exactly. About three, four million people in Los Angeles yes. County. Yes, so predictions... Who you have, Renee? And right. then I'll go first. Okay, so Martinsville. You know what? Cat had actually had a, a a pretty good day today. Maybe a little trouble during the the race a little bit, but uh, I I thought he overall he did well. And I'm gonna pick him as my winner in Martinsville next week. I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. I'm gonna go with oh, Denny Hamlin number. Yeah, I. Was I a little pissed when he came. To... He always looked pissed. <laughs> well, he was dressed in bitch face. Him and Kyle Busch. No, no, no. The one who looks pissed. No, the one who constantly looks pissed 24-7, don't matter if he just got married or whatever, had a, had, had, had a, had a kid, don't matter. He always looks pissed. Paul Menard. Well, okay, I'm going to say something off the cuff, but I always do. You're running in that kind of equipment. How can you be happy? Yeah. That's that. Boom. <laughs> okay. So who's your alternative? Okay, so Denny Hamlin, is, I see in Victory Lane. Uh, my alternative pick, if I had to go with an alternative pick, and I don't know why I keep wanting to pick this guy because, like we said, we haven't really called his name out. Well, we've called his name out, but he just hasn't been up to par of what, we, what he should be. But my alternative pick, I'm going to go with number four. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Kevin Harvick. If Denny Hamlin doesn't win that, that race next weekend... Don't be surprised if Kevin Harvick, you see him in the winner's circle. Well, Justin, it's on you. Justin. I feel bad I don't have my history lesson, and I'm kind of stalling because I usually do a thorough research in terms of <laughs> who's done what up until today right. and past history at the track. Let me think about Martinsville. I guess I, I'm tempted to do the same thing because you're having, instead of the like 700 horsepower cars, you now have the... 500 horsepower, yes. 550 horsepower yeah. cars at a short track. And we haven't done a short track yet. Phoenix is not a short track, people. Um, no, gosh, I, 
I don't know because it's hard. It's hard to see who is going to kind of rise to the top with this package at a short track. I honestly have no clue, and I don't think anyone really does. You know, we'll have a much better idea, obviously. Well, if you had to just pick one up. I know I picked him earlier this year, but I'm going to go Kurt Busch again. He's he he's quietly up front. Yeah, I like that. He's so quietly up front. He like I like I've said multiple times. Just like you mentioned earlier, he hasn't missed a beat. Yeah, and he's consistently been up at the front, and nobody's really like acknowledged it. Well, maybe not acknowledged it in the way of just like how he should be acknowledged. Does anybody realize that Kurt Busch has been finishing up the top five like (laughs) week after week? Yeah, so, so that's my main pick. And then my alternative pick, I, I'd have to say one of the Penske guys. Yeah. I'm just going to pick one of the three. So, they all been really yeah, they've all been strong. And, you know, it's pretty much just going to be a battle of who's going to take that 550 horsepower car to get the yeah. uh, get the clock. So I'm actually surprised that all three of them ha- have at least won one race apiece. Seriously, that, I mean, two, two of the three have. And yeah. the only reason Blaney hasn't is just because of either getting caught off sequence with pit strategy mm-hmm. or a pit mistake on pit road. Because he's been sarcastic when you ask him questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't take it seriously, man. But uh, no, Blaine, because there, there have been a lot of drivers who have been getting finishes that don't really yeah. result how they've been running. Blaney, definitely one of them. Another one, De Benedetto. I feel like I don't think he'll get a win this year, but something about him. I mean, he's very likable. He's a great guy. He just always seems happy. He's a guy with a hard last name to pronounce <laughs> sometimes. That's why his fans just call him Burrito. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, all right, Tam, who do you got? Uh, first of all, I was trying to look at race and reference really quick. She's cheating, I'm by not the way. cheating. I just wanted to give you guys a, a proper history lesson. But doesn't look like that's going to happen. Short track racing. The thing is, I was going to say Kurt Busch because, like Renee said, I just feel like he's primed. But I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. It takes a lot of moxie to and temperament to do short tracing. Short, yeah. short track racing. That yeah. was a tongue twister. <laughs> So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin as my pick to win because he just seems angry and he's not showing everything that I need him to do. So I think this is the week that he is going to prove why I picked him to be my 2019 champion. Wow. And I'm going to go with Kurt Busch as my alternative. So I'm kind of surprised none of us picked Joey Logano or Truex. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that Truex is just not on my radar lately. And then we already know he never wins at short tracks. So why would I pick him? You know, Joey Logano makes sure of that. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Was was that a a trick comment? Come on, I know NASCAR now. (laughs) The guy doesn't win that short track. He doesn't win. Almost did. He almost did uh, in in well, the fall last cut year. It, almost doesn't cut it. You're right. You're right. Well, I guess that's pretty much yeah, it. Kenny, go. who you got? Hey, what is going on, Tam Renee? It is your boy Kenny, aka Front Row Kenny, on the Twitter, as Tam would say. And both Tam and Renee were both out at the Auto Club Speedway this past weekend, enjoying the sun, the good weather, and the good racing as well. I thought we had a pretty solid race on Sunday. It was pretty good. Saturday was pretty cool. Cole Custer. Knocked history out of the way for a change and got his win in the Xfinity Series on Saturday afternoon. Then come Sunday, Kyle Busch said, you know what? I'm going to get it now. He got 200 wins in total across all three NASCAR National Series now. That is an amazing feat. He is at 53 wins in both the Cup Series and in the Truck Series. 
for the truck series, he is the all-time leader. And the Xfinity series, he is also an all-time leader with 94 wins, and now he has hit 200. A lot of people have a lot to say about the 200 wins, more than even the race that we saw on Sunday. So people are really thinking that it's good. Some people think it's bad. Some people don't think it's the same because he only has 53 at the cup level. It's just not exactly the same. And I understand where people have their gripe and want to say what they want to say about it. At the end of the day, he did do it. He's on it. He's got it going. He's a competitor. And I think that's just how he is, how he is. And this is how Kyle Busch is built. So I think he's done his thing, nor do I think he is his top Jimmy Johnson just yet. Jimmy Johnson has those seven titles. He's very successful as well with 80 wins so far in cup. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie on Jimmy Johnson as well. So. Let's not forget about him, Mr. Seven Time himself, the one and only Jimmy Johnson, also the California native. So yeah, the race itself was pretty cool. I thought the restarts at Auto Club were pretty entertaining. They stayed together a little bit longer, two by two, three and four wide, especially on the restart. I thought those were pretty fun. Um, Tough day for Austin Dillon, I will say. After battling sickness, Cole Custer actually was on watch today and he was ready to go if he needed to for Austin Dillon, who was our pole setter. After our qualifying fiasco that we had this past Friday. So he ended up finishing 10th. I think he made something out of nothing that day. And it was a solid day for him for sure. So I thought Auto Club was good. I don't know what more we could have gotten out of that two-mile race. Again, I'm really glad that that was a 400-mile race other than what it used to be. At a point, it was 500 miles. So glad they've trimmed that down, made the race a little bit shorter. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I think we got a pretty good show. I think we did. Lots of passing, especially early on in that first stage. We had four lead lead changes in the very early stages, which was kind of cool. I thought that was pretty fun. But overall, congrats to Kyle Busch. Glad he got that win. Now he's knocked that thing off. And I guess people, you won't have to hear about it as much. I know a lot of people complain about that, that that's all they're hearing about. That's all that was talked about. So now that's a done deal. And now we're looking ahead to the Martinsville Speedway, another track where he has found himself a victory lane a few times. So. Again, I'm pretty sure next week he will be a threat to win that race. Don't forget Kyle Busch next Sunday when we go to Martinsville. So that being said, of course, I have to give my predictions per usual. And for this upcoming weekend at Martinsville for the first spring race, last year it snowed and Clint Boyer won his race on that Monday afternoon, which was insane. The fact that it snowed that weekend was pretty crazy, but apparently so even a few days out. It looks like Martinsville is going to get blessed with some pretty good weather. So let's just hope that stays as it is. And let's keep that spring really coming back. Because listen, I would love for the weather to get better too. Trust me. With that being said, I'm going to give you guys my picks for the Martinsville race this upcoming weekend. I'm going with Kurt Busch is my first pick. The reason why I'm going with Kurt Busch, he is actually on a top 10 streak. As a matter of fact, he continued that top 10 streak this past weekend at Auto Club. So I feel like he is in a really good position right now to do so. He's won at Martinsville a few times. And as early as we want to go back or late as we want to go back was 2014 when he won. And I believe that was the year he won with no hood, which was pretty cool. But I think he's got a good shot to win this upcoming Sunday. And my alternative pick is going to be Brad Keselowski. He has also been doing pretty well. Penske had a good run as well on this past Sunday. I thought they had a shot at it at a point they were running one, two, three, and it was Brad followed by Logano, followed by Blaney, and they looked like they were on it, but that Kyle Busch just came back and got him. But I feel like he has a shot at winning it at Martinsville upcoming this weekend. His last win there was in 2017, and that was also in the spring race. So be on the lookout for them this weekend. 
I don't know about you guys. You tell me exactly who you want to pick this weekend. But this has been your boy Front Row Kenny. I hope you like my picks. If you don't, let me know what you think about it. Make sure you tweet at All Turns No Breaks. And also, follow me on Twitter as well, at Front Row Kenny. I love talking NASCAR, just in case you didn't know. All right, y'all. Perfect. Well, those are Justin's picks. Those are Tam's picks. Those are my picks. And those those are Kenny's picks. picks. Thank you guys for listening once again to uh, our podcast, All Turns No Breaks. Make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast. Please like, rate, review, and please definitely leave us a comment, guys. Definitely, definitely leave us a comment. We really do appreciate that. But more importantly, we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast each and every week. And again, we are here live at the Auto Club Speedway here. And thank you, guys. Thank Justin, thank you for being here and, uh, and doing the podcast with us again. Yeah. We really, really do appreciate Thanks. that so much. Thanks, thank as always, for having yeah. me. We'll see you guys in Sonoma when you guys are back out here on the West yes, Coast. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Rachel, because yeah. we got Rachel on the podcast. That was cool. And Rachel's well, dad. And Rachel's dad, yeah, your father-in-law. Thank you guys for coming in. For all of us here at Alters No Breaks, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee.